So, like, take off to the great white north. Take off. It's a beauty way to go. Take off, you posers. Like, listen, I didn't intend on this situation happening the way that it's happening. Let me preface it by saying that, okay? Okay. Under different circumstances, maybe I, I don't know, maybe I would have, I don't know, maybe I would have put that green bin at the very back of the storage part of my garage, right? So that it wouldn't fall on my windshield. Are you telling the story of the podcast right now? Yeah, like, I don't even know how it happened. I think it's a freak accident, if you ask me. Um, so, so Chris is, that, uh, sorry, go ahead. What are you st- yeah, like, so basically, so basically, um, in the summer, when I mow the lawn, I usually take, like, I rake up all, like, the trimmings from the lawn, and I put it into the green bin, right? Uh-huh. And so I did that. I put it into the green bin. Um, and once it went into the green bin, I usually put the green bin out with the uh, recycling, right? Which is like a normal thing in Barry. However, um, I didn't, like, I forgot, I guess, to put it out. So and then in the wintertime, I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to put my green bin and like grass out, which in retrospect, they would have picked it up regardless. So I don't know why I'm being so weird about it. So we have like a second like um, part of our uh, garage where there's basically like a storage. Like you can basically like go on a ladder and like put stuff up, up above it. Yeah. And so I, I guess at some point the green bin fell <laughs> onto the windshield of my car. Um, and it's going to cost me like, um, so this is the insane thing is that normally for the car that I have, the windshield is like $600. And so the reason for that is, is my car has what they call a panoramic roof, which means that the uh, windshield goes into the sunroof, basically into like two separate pieces, but so they're very tightly put together. You have a Tesla. I don't have a Tesla. I have a Hyundai. <laughs> and so, yeah. So um, anyhow, yeah, I've had my windshield replaced by these amazing people like three times since I've gotten this car. And so the guy fell bad for me and cut me a deal. And that's so, where we're at right now. So you're getting it for cheaper. How much cheaper? Yeah. Well, I don't want to out the people that are doing it <laughs> okay, because true. there's some, there's some, there's some tax so shenanigans going on. Okay. Wow. But I, I will say that um, they're going to do it for 270 if I pay just cash. Jeez. It's like a downtown restaurant. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's so. That's good. But then I thought, uh, yeah. you know, rather than me just like sit here in this Tim Hortons complaining and being upset at myself for letting this happen, I thought, you know what? Why don't we record a little podcast and do a little trade deadline recap? So you're sitting in a Tim Hortons right now? Yeah. 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 I'm drinking my coffee. Uh, you know, it's crazy. There are so many. Um, like delivery services that come through Tim Hortons. Yeah. Like, I don't what, know what do you mean? Ever, like, like the last time, like uh, Uber, like skip the dishes, like any of those. Oh yeah. Which okay. I didn't realize they even did Tim Hortons, which is great. I might have to take advantage of that to be quite oh, honest. Oh, I thought, you. I thought you meant just like the drivers of, no, like the actual, like you could order Tim Hortons. That's weird. Yeah. And just get it delivered to your house. Cause it seems yeah. like there's one on like in any major spot. Oh, Carter has meetings all day. Okay, no Carter for the episode. Um, yeah, I saw that. That's okay. 
no, that's fine. Anyway, it's fine. Um, yeah, it feels like there's a Tim Hortons like every corner. Anyways, like in if you're in, in any urban area, like you could probably be yeah, within like, like ten minutes walking distance. I guess for people that don't want to move or whatever, but um, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, there's times where I might like make up a reason to leave my house solely to get a coffee. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. it seems like this is maybe this is maybe the way to go. Do you uh, roll up the rim at all or no? No. Not like a thing that you guys do. We don't go out and get coffee. We have a machine that we, that we spend a lot of money on. <laughs> but, uh, okay, let's talk coffee. about it. What, what's your go? What's your <clears throat> go-to? And if it's just like a Keurig or something, I've got no, one no, of those no. too, but it doesn't do the trick. It's uh oh, this is gonna make me sound really pretentious. If people are gonna uh, look I mean, up how expensive these are. <laughs> okay, what is it? Tell me what it is. Uh, let me look up the actual um, fuck. What's it called? Tech. I think this is what it's called. You can hear me. I can't um, wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a it's a called a Technovore Mocha Master. Mocha Master. Technovore Mocha Master. We got a good deal and we used our money because we're coffee people. Like we've both been baristas. Emily, like at an actual place where you make coffee. Um, she worked at Pilot in Toronto and I just had Starbucks, but I appreciate coffee and I know when it's bad or good um but yeah oh so we God, so dude, we it. yeah it's 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 expensive eh? <laughs> so it does like a like i don't even know what these things are but i mean i'm not gonna like out how expensive it is but people will look like, it up it doesn't matter no no it's fine i just this is uh there's a lot going on here yeah um, it's, yeah so let me ask so we, you guys, so we have one of those you, in butter it? yellow <laughs> it's cool it's like a, it's like a kitchen aid mixer where it all comes in different colors and stuff like it so uh like but we it. used we used our um what money do we use we got money for our oh our our uh our first wedding our actual wedding. <laughs> our first yeah, our, our elopement your, or whatever your, your first wedding to your, your first wife <laughs> yeah my first <laughs> wife. we use that we use some money some gift money for that i like we, it like, you know we, like this we is gonna this. be the like this is gonna be the coffee maker we have for like years and years and not instead of buying like hundred dollar yeah. ones so this is this is five hundred dollars basically Wedding so, wedding money is one of those things too, where like you want to spend it on good things. Like so, we spent ours on our wedding moon, our wedding moon, our honeymoon, wedding moon, and then anything left over we put towards a king size bed for when we got back. Yeah, like it's, it's where we were staying. It's good to get bed. like like life stuff, you know. Like it's. Yeah, uh, I think that's the idea. Yeah, I think we use some like some bridal shower money. We used on a really nice knife set. A lot of kitchen stuff we bought. Um, like it. But yeah, it's like, and um, yeah, it's just, it's just good stuff to have. But uh, yeah, we, we, now, so we, so we get coffee, like in the beans that yeah. we get are just PC beans. Cause we like, we, it's cheaper and right, they're right. actually good. Like the PC West coast roast or whatever. It's, yeah, it's yeah. decent coffee. Like it's not terrible um, and it's cheap. So yeah, I think like, you it, actually told me about that coffee before yeah. I feel like. Yeah, it's probably the best, cheapest version you could get. Like all that kicking horse stuff. Like there's some roasts that are good, but kicking yeah. horse is more expensive than this PC stuff. Yeah, I'm like the kind of guy where like I we have a curing machine, um, yeah. but I only buy Tim Hortons pods. So, <laughs> so, you know, so here, here, here. yeah, yes, yeah, so it's basically the same. Oh yeah, yeah. We got um, we got a pod machine at the office. Though I think it's a curing. It like reads the barcode or whatever. But it's just like Maxwell. Yeah, yeah, cool. It's like Maxwell House or something. Pods. And I'm like, I don't care. It's coffee. Like it's 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 church office coffee, yeah. which is like no, like infamously the worst like tasting acid. Is that a have. thing? Yeah, yeah. It's like diner coffee, but like to the extreme. Oh, that's that's good though. Don't you think? No, Anything. Like, when you could feel like your your throat like have the, gro- have the yeah, you could feel like it closing in. Yeah. Yeah. That's like me with Starbucks coffee, honestly. Like it makes me like ill. So I usually, yeah, get like a cold beverage. But um, I know you said that with your your coffee machine here, this five hundred dollars coffee machine that you have is butter butter yellow. Is that similar to the Drew House uh, Toronto Maple Leafs jersey, like shade of yellow? I think that's what they call a transition. It's a little business, bit of a it's friend. a little bit of a softer yellow, but uh, just like the leaves, they're a little bit softer. Um, Do you know that I could buy 
two of those um, next gen jerseys, one for me and one for Carter, you wouldn't get one. And we'll get into that in a moment. But for the cost of what you spent on your coffee machine. Yeah. And I'd, I, would I wear my the jersey every day? No. I'd use my coffee machine every day. <laughs> would you wear your coffee every day? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Um, okay, so let's get, let's get into that a little bit. So, like, yeah. what's what's your what's your take on? Um, I mean, they won the game, so I mean that's good. It's always bad when a team has like a specialty jersey and loses yeah. the game, um, a la the Heritage Classic a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, or even um, like the the next gen two years ago. You know, they didn't have a new a different jersey for that one though, did oh, they? they? Didn't know. Uh, I don't think they did. No, I think it was just the game. No, they did like the presentation stuff. Right. Right. So what what's your what's your beef with this uh, jersey and why is it that you hate Justin Bieber in fashion? It's, honestly, it's grown on me. But also while watching the game, I like caught some of the game, so I'm like really because I think it was during a Wild game or a Flyers game. Um, yeah, so I caught some of the game and the nameplate and the font and like the numbers were all in black too, right? Because that is a pet peeve yeah. of mine. So it looked like the black ice jerseys. Do you remember those? from like the FNUF era Leafs. Yes, I do. Yes. Yeah. And they had like the Chicago version of that. They had a Montreal black ice. Like it was rain. Like teams never wore this, but it was available on the NHL shop. Like just randomly. Yeah. There's these all black versions. If no one, if someone's listening and doesn't know what I'm talking about, then people should probably look this up, but it's like all black versions, grayed out version of the logo. The Leafs would have, um, I think the name plates were in this yeah. like almost neon blue. Like it was a cobalt, right? Or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I remember the ones. They're, they're so think... na- nasty. So it reminded me of that. It just, yeah. What were they called again, sir? I'm just gonna pull them up just so that icebreaker wasn't black, black ice. This isn't daily face off. Black, oh, oops. black ice. Black ice. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Like I know castle the one. Yeah. Castle that was, was the like one the that first I was thing see. Yeah. yeah, and they're those are cool. I, I well, just <laughs> so, you, you, so it's funny. Carter and I had a conversation. It's like he's here. How about that? Um, okay. Because him and I, him and I'll talk on. You know how sometimes like I'll call you just to talk. Yeah. And you like don't really like talking on the phone. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but but like you will often, um, you'll often like uh, just be like, okay, fine, like. I'll yeah. talk to you on the phone. For when when I talk to my friends, it has to be for uh, for monetary reasons. I have to get con- right. I have to get content out of conversations. I love that. I love that. It's taken you this long yeah. to admit it. We appreciate it. Um, yeah. But Carter, Carter, and I were talking on the phone, and I just said, like, I think the reason that I like it so much, and it's like, you know, it's it's not like a hot take to like it. Obviously, like all these people like it, and that, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and maybe this, this may or may not change your mind just because I'm a little bit older than you. But when I look at those jerseys, dude, all I can think about are the pads that Felix Potvin used to wear, like the black and blue. They were like kind of like a, they were either oh, Coho yeah. or Keaton. I don't remember. But it, it like brought me back to being a kid almost like in an instant. And I was like, yo, this is the coolest thing ever. Um, if you can was hear that, the- I think that's enough. That's ice cap being made in the background. If you're wondering, oh, perfect. Um, was it the? You know, uh, you know, yeah, they're like black. They're coho. There's like white yeah, on them, coho. sort of like white. Yes, daggers at the bottom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't know what what year this photo was in. Let me see. Would have been um, before he was traded, like nineties. Pension plan Uh Oh, there's no photo yeah here i'm gonna I'll, I'll send you the photo i'll put it in the group chat um the one that is the, the the pads that i'm talking about and carter and i were like just going back and forth on like how i could see like the only goalie in the leaf system right now that i could see pulling out like a cool look like that is peter mrazek because he has so many different combinations of, of oh yeah pads and equipment and so on and so forth so i think the reason that i like love them so much is because that's what it reminds me of like the second i saw it i was like okay that's like undeniably cool to me um and it was funny because i said to robin the other day i said like you know do you mind if i spend however much money it is like 300 bucks or something on this jersey and she was like yeah you can get one when they come to pro hockey life like 
I can just go buy it in the retail store rather than go downtown to get it. Mm-hmm. And then I went outside, my windshield was broken, and that was going to cost me the money I was going to use on the jersey. Oh, no. So, anyways, um, check out my GoFundMe. Um, oh, my God. If anybody at um, Ank Carter, God bless him, is like digging around at all his, all of his buddies at MLSE, being like, yo, can you get this jersey? Can you get this jersey? <laughs> so, it's so bad. But at the same time, it's like, you know, that's the circumstance, right? You got to oh be a grown God. up and pay for stuff that you have to prioritize. Sorry, but man, anyways, that's, that's that's terrible. Heartbreaking, right? Truly heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Uh, do you want to go uh, over some trades? Yeah, let's do we, it. Last do time we know- recorded, it was what? Sunday. The, the, the day Sunday, before. Yeah. That's right. Um, so... What happened since? Let me pull up all the trades. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's lot, go through that. But so, yeah, there was the Nick Paul already trade already happened. Mason Appleton trade didn't happen because I was like at 11 p.m. Uh, the, the Nick Paul one didn't happen. It didn't happen? It didn't. It happened like right after we finished recording. Oh, okay. The Giordano uh, happened, one happened, right? No, it didn't. I just was like, oh, he's going to the Leafs. Oh, but we didn't know yeah. about Colin Blackwell. And Travis yeah. Dermott, and yeah, okay, yeah, I'm seeing all these so trades after. Let's the, with, so the Drew trade was before, okay. Yes, yeah, yeah. I think Nick Paul was the first one that happened right after we finished recording. I want to say. I think it was Jordan. I'm just seeing cap friendly. I think maybe Nick Paul wasn't finalized yet. Oh yeah, you're probably right. I'm seeing you're probably, it, right. but they don't have times. So I don't know. They're just listed. Anyways, that's fine. You you pick one, and we'll we'll go from there. Uh, let's do the Dermot one really quickly. It was basically just yeah. because the Giordano one was happening, <laughs> but yeah, I I feel like Dermot's a five six right now. That um, for the Leafs at least, sometimes a seven or an eight. Yeah, um, but I do feel like the opportunity to play in Vancouver, where he's going to have you know quite a bit more. Um, opportunity. Hello? Okay. Um, so, yeah, your Wi-Fi kind of crapped out there when I was in the middle of this amazing tangent. Um, um, yeah. I don't know how much, how much it caught, but I was basically, like, you know, going on about Travis Dermott and, like, Andrew Nielsen at one point being, like, the top leaf. Um, defensive prospects along with Renat Valiev. Do you remember those guys? Oh, yeah. I remember Matt Finn as well. Oh, Matt Finn. (laughs) I love Matt Finn. God bless him. Yeah, yeah, Dermot was like the next wave of like supposed to be really good. Like after Riley, like future top four guy. Um, But yeah, I think he'll get a good chance in Vancouver to be kind of that next guy because also like yeah, I don't even know if Tucker Poole is playing or is he injured, maybe. But um, yeah, that like, let me see here. Yeah, he might be injured. Um, yeah, yes. Um, <clears throat> but like, yeah, they have Myers and OEL who are like kind of replaying shit. And then Hughes and Lucian and Brad Hunt. Like, yeah, they kind of need a, a defenseman and paying a third round pick for something that, that could actually just be like decent in the future and get, with more opportunity. Um, then it could be a possibility. Um, also with all our hires, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say my only complaint about the return is if we saw Tyler Mott go for a fourth to the Rangers and we may or may not get to that trade, I almost just wish that they did like one for one. Mott for Dermot, yeah. Yeah. And 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 then it wouldn't get Black. I think Blackwell's better than Mott, so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I guess you're right. There's so, only so many spots in the bottom six. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I take Blackwell over. Uh, I take Blackwell over Mod every day of the week. So yeah. So yeah. Enough. Speaking of that, let's move on to uh, the Giordano trade. Yeah. Well, I mean, I broke. I broke the trade as, yeah, as everybody knows. Yeah. We we broke it on the podcast before it even happened. Um, but no, I, I feel good about it. I mean. Um, I don't often get got by um, fake Twitter accounts, but I did get got by the one that uh, it seems like a lot of people um, fell for, which was the 
first round pick, Matthew Nye's, like a bunch of other, um, oh, yeah. you know, nonsense. And I was like, I, I was just at one point, I was like, well, I guess that's what you got to pay to get Gargano. And then when I realized it wasn't verified, I was like, oh my God, I like this return way better. But yeah, two seconds and a third, I don't think kills the Leafs who have historically been able to draft well in the, you know, the, the third and fourth rounds. Um, yeah. But I do think that um, Jordano like immediately makes them a better defensive team. Even his, his game the other night, I thought was really good um, in the sense that um, it felt like that was the most common collected. I'd seen Lilligren, Lilligren play like all season where he had a defensive mm-hmm. partner that um, like just seemed to gel with him in such, I know it's only one game, but I wonder how long that they keep him together before they inevitably put him with uh, TJ Brody when Muzzin's back. Um, yeah, honestly. But, but Blackwell is the exact type of player that I think complements the, the, the talent in the, in the bottom six where, mm-hmm. you know, he's an energy guy. He's a smaller guy, but he's got, you know, that scoring touch that I think a lot of people have kind of glossed over a little bit. Um, and ultimately is the type of guy that I think could be uh, a guy that is a, a bit of a utility knife, similar in the sense that Engvall has been, where they can play up and down the lineup. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very happy with the trade. What were your thoughts on it? Yeah, I think it's a good return. Like I was just hesitant from the Leafs point of view because it's just Giordano and you have all that, like, I don't know, the reputation of him in Calgary and everything and being the captain and, it's a big name, big local guy, and a decent amount of pressure. But then, like, it's just – it's a good story, and it's also his, like, actual play in the last couple of years hasn't really dipped. He's been a, just a very solid contributor. Um, and, again, like, you give up a two seconds and a third all in different draft years. Like, it's not like you're emptying out one completely – like, you're not drying out a whole draft class just because you want Giordano. Um, so I think that's a big important part, but yeah, like you said, it's just, I feel like it just makes the team more complete almost. Also, you, can you hear Emily blending a smoothie in the background? Um, yeah, but I thought that was like our brand was to have yeah. uh, ambient noise in the background. Yeah. I, I'm watching the Northeastern Western Michigan game right now. So I'm just turning that on too. Unless we get like bigger. sued by DSPN or something, but. Big college hockey guy, eh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're I mean, only I watching. Finished, North- I finished work early. And- you're only watching okay, Northeastern well. to see if uh, Devin Levi can keep that uh, insane save percentage, huh? Yeah, that's it, definitely. Um, He's got like a nine fifty one save percentage. <laughs> it's like insane. That's crazy. Anyway, let's move on to the next uh, trade: the Nick Paul trade. Let's try yeah, to go around these fast anyways. But, uh, yeah, I think – I honestly like it from the sense point of view because the pick's whatever. It's a fourth-round pick in 2024. But then Matthew Joseph, Joseph is basically Nick Paul with more offense, like, and has been, and he's, he's younger and under more control. So you yeah. kind of give up a guy that's been there for longer, obviously. But I think Joseph could take more opportunity in the top six and see what happens. So – yeah, I think it's yeah. just solid from senses, but it kind of hurts that also in the context of later, or I guess earlier, they and then they traded a third round pick for Travis Hamnick. So, uh, yeah, oh my so God. With that context of like, you could have also maybe tried to get Matthew Joseph for like another guy, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, it's, it's tricky. Like, I would rather, I don't know, just not have Hamnick on my team. Then uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Guy, but yeah, it's a yeah, it's a big mess. It is for sure. I feel like the Matthew Joseph um, ad um, is is a situation where both teams get exactly what they need, right? Um, for all the reasons yeah. that you've shared, but I also feel like Nick Paul's um, game I think will translate to a team like Tampa Bay, who where you know, their, their expectations for playoffs and, you know, the, the very real possibility that this team could three-peat, um, you know, they need a guy that can play in their bottom six. That's a, you know, a big body that's going to, um, you know, help them craft out an identity with that third line that, you know, they had last season. That's, you know, all of them have, have moved on. So um, 
yeah, you know, you think of the, the Brandon Hagel acquisition, which I know we already talked about, but they're, you know, effectively putting together um, a, a bottom six that will, you know, hopefully lead them for, further into the playoffs um, so that they can get closer to that goal of winning three cups in a row. But um, yeah, Matthew Joseph is interesting on Ottawa. I mean, he played with Shabbat. Um, so there's a little bit of that chemistry mm-hmm. yep. from when they played in St. John together. Um, but yeah, this is really a move that I feel like benefits both teams for short-term goals and then the goals of tomorrow as well. Yeah. Uh, let's kind of rapid fire through these ones because they're boring, uh, but I still want to cover everything. So mm-hmm. uh, Scott Wedgwood for a fourth, um, whatever. Dallas Stars, okay. fine. Fine. Jeremy <laughs> on acquired by Nashville for a second, a massive overpay for a young defenseman that has kind of yes. been kind of shit. He's been uh, a bit of a tweener, it feels like. Yeah. He's been figure it out. Um, Mitch Lofton comes back to Winnipeg for a fourth-round pick. Easy kind of low buy when the Jets yeah. are kind of trying to find an identity, get Appleton back. Um, yeah. And they yeah, have to replace Klopp. So yeah. I feel like that makes the most sense. Yeah. And then they trade away Beaulieu uh, for a seventh. The Pens complete no salary retention, which is – and he's been kind of shit. So whatever. And injured um, for like ever. He's always injured, it seems like. Yeah. Seems like a perfect uh penguin somehow just like turn him into a top four guy. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. That's gonna that's um, gonna happen for sure. The wilds trade away Jack McBain for a second, uh for front to the coyotes, but it is Canuck, the Canucks second. Um this is an easy win for the wild for a player that wasn't gonna sign there. He's he's scored 19 goals in 24 games for Boston College this season, but yeah, um, which is crazy. But like, yeah, again, he wasn't gonna sign there. Getting a second round pick is fine. And from the Coyotes' point of view, they had five second rounders this year. So, right, yeah. As a, but I think he he. I don't know, man. I mean, do I have to take my writing talent to five for Howling to write the Jack McBain profile this summer? <laughs> Is that what yeah. I have to do? Um, yeah. No, but all joking aside, um, yeah, Arizona seemed like a strange spot for him to land. I, I can't really get over that. Um, like, does he want to continue playing in front of like 3,000 fans um, from BC? And BC probably outsells whatever Arizona is going to have. BC's arena has more capacity than the ASU arena. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I think for the like Jack McBain, so he it was repeated, repeated over and over again that he just saw the wild center depth being Ryan Hartman, Frederick Gaudreau, uh, Jewel Erickson Eck, and Marco Rossi coming up, and then they get Tyson Jost. Like there's no room for him. He he thought, mm-hmm. although like you could argue that Ryan Hartman and Frederick Gaudreau aren't like main aren't going to be like stable forces. But anyways. Um, Right. Yeah, I definitely make that argument. So I think sure. I think it's I think it's become really like evident that he just wants to get the biggest, most minutes opportunity anywhere, and that's why he's on Coyotes. Basically, yeah, exactly. like if that was an important thing to have open room with no one really in his way, then yeah, Coyotes. Because even even in the Habs, they have he has Suzuki, he has other players in front of him. McBain, like you, what you have. Fucking, I don't, I don't even know. Nick Schmaltz is he playing center? Clayton Keller, yeah. I don't even know. If he's he's al- not playing center. He's always injured though, um, or yeah. has been injured at least a little bit. But yeah, yeah like yeah. it. Travis Boyd. <laughs> like, yeah, and I mean, at the end of the day, if 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 that's what he wants, like if he wants to showcase the, the talent, like that's that's great. I just I don't feel that right now. Um, he's a guy that's going to be able to drive his own line necessarily. Um, and then I've always been high on Jack McBain. I just think that he needs the, the type of line mates and, and quality um, to be able to do that on either side of him. Yeah. I just don't, unless he's getting a spot with like Keller or like Kessel or, you know, people that can help drive the line. Um, it, it doesn't make sense to me, but whatever yeah. it's a, it's a dub for, for Minnesota <laughs> That's all I care about, yeah. whatever. Well, it's, it's also like, yeah, like he was, it was reported by Michael Russo that he was going to get a chance to play in the NHL right away. Like the Bill Guerin and Eviston were literally planning on signing him 
And this was the plan all along, signing him and then just like going to the NHL lineup to burn a year of his contract so that he only had – so then he's a UFA – or RFA, sorry, in 2023. Right. So like they would have done that for him and give him opportunity. And maybe if he played better than Ryan Hartman down the stretch, then you're starting as the top center in the, into the playoffs like with Kirill and, and Zuccarello, like you never know. So whatever, they got a second round pick, so it's fine. Um, anyways, uh, Caps get Marcus Johansson back. Well, not back, but a reunion for Daniel Sprong, who's been kind of crap, uh, fourth and a sixth. It's whatever. Caps get older. Um, yeah. They're going to be like in the retirement home soon. Uh, Coyotes get Brian Little contract, whatever. Um Wild trade away Kapokakinen and a fifth. That's weird. For I can't Jacob Middleton. Kapokakinen's been shit. Honestly, he's not been good at all. He had crazy AHL numbers, obviously, and being the goaltender of the year two years ago in the yeah. minors. NHL has been very, very hit and miss. Like, yeah, he does have a he does have a nine ten save percentage this season, but it's a nine oh two last season. Um, but that also includes stretches of like seeming invincible and he had like a seven game win streak i think so obviously the team's playing way better than like kind of he deserves and it's not those wins and that save percentage isn't really telling enough of like what he's doing yeah yeah it's it's a mixed bag but i mean to get to get middleton makes sense i think like you know you're gonna get a guy that like seemingly has already had this positive impact on the team. Um, and I guess the other thing too is correct me if I'm wrong, but this, this actually makes way for Hunter Jones. Does it not? Well, well what do you mean? Well, just, this is now giving Hunter, Hunter Jones more of an opportunity as a guy that it seems that the wild are pretty high on now. Yeah. But then you also have wall set coming in and barrel. Oh, yeah. Dude, I completely um, forgot about Wallstead. That's embarrassing. Yeah. So, oops. So I I think the wild. So we could just kind of tie these together because it is basically the same trade um, with the Mark Andre Fleury trade for a second round pick that's conditional. Will turn into a first if the Wild win two playoff series and right. Fleury gets four wins um, in the yeah. first two rounds. But um, yeah, like it's 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 all all tied together. The Wild address also a need to get kind of a little bit bigger on the blue line, um, and that's something that they wanted, um, as questionable as that is. But also, Milton's been really good. Milton has played. I think the number was like 550 minutes of his like 700 even strength minutes this season, next to either Eric Carlson or Brent Burns, and mm-hmm. has really good numbers. So. Um, and last night he played with Jared Spurgeon. Um, they kind of got shelled, but also it was like other players' faults. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was the it, first game with a new partner and stuff. But um, right. yeah, I think I think the buy of Middleton is really good because it's also a cheap option down the line. Like you could extend him probably this summer for like a three-year deal, and just mm. for like for like one point five maybe because. This season is basically his first full NHL season. Um, And Kakanen probably would have been more expensive than that. And then you just go into the playoffs with no real goaltender being completely secure. Um, So, yeah. So, I think think getting Flurry for that pick makes sense because even if you're in the Western Conference Final, I do not care about a first-round pick at all. Um, Yeah. Because they'll be there for the first time in a while. And yeah. then trading away Capo instead of Talbot. Talbot's a more kind of veteran, and he has a bigger contract, so it's probably harder. Um, yeah. But yeah, you and you have players coming up, so I think it's just a good, like, solid. You add two players that I like on paper make your team a lot better. Because um, mm-hmm. also Alex Golgowski next to Spurgeon has been kind of shit. And then and it's and basically you just trade away a goaltender that in two years might even be out of the league. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, yeah, and and a fifth and a second for so it's just I think it's a good all around package that you kind of send around. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm good with it. I think that um, 
you know, it's hard to, to look at a team like Minnesota and say, you know, this team didn't do everything they could to be competitive, um, you know, with, with everything going on, all things considered. Um, I also feel like the, like I completely forgot um, about Wallstead, which is so bad. Um, I can't believe I did that. I'm so sorry to all the wild fans that listen. Here I am saying like, yeah, they're making way for Hunter Jones. That's my OHL. Pete's that's, that's my OHL bias uh, sneaking in there. Um, yeah. But but yeah, I, I do think that you know, for what it's worth, they seemed to do everything they needed to do to shore up their team, right? Um, whether that was fi- figuring out steady goaltending, whether that's adding that type of defenseman on the back end, like I know. Um, Middleton was starting to feel like he was sought after by a lot of teams to play like that um, four to six role on the back end. And it's got a little bit of snarl and it's, I know you kind of alluded to it, but his contract situation is a bit of a, of, of a funny one as well. So if they can mock him up, then, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you're kind of laughing as far as that goes. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't have much more to say on the flurry or the, uh, or the uh, Middleton acquisitions other than, you know, Billy G is making it known that he's, he's not fucking around. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, let's move on. Diego for future generations, do not care. Uh, hold on, Rangers. Hold, hold on. Be- before you go, no, 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 hold on, because I think you might miss this, and I just think it's like the most interesting thing, and I know you'll have some things to say about it. So, Diego okay. did, did go for future considerations, which happens all the time from the Marlies. Uh, although, oh, it was the a, Philippe a, Myers, a, are you going to talk about Myers? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure that out. So for people that don't know, Philippe Myers went on waivers from Nashville to Milwaukee, but then from Milwaukee, he was loaned to the Toronto Marlies for the rest of the season. His cap hits like what? Two and a half mil. Um, as someone it's who being, is, it's being paid by the Preds. Right. Cause it's just a loan. It's not a trade. And yes. a lot of people thought the future consideration in the Biega trade was Philippe Myers. And it's not, it doesn't work that way when it's a loan. Um, as someone who's a bit closer to where, you know, were you writing for, for, uh, BSB? Philly when, was, uh, yeah. When he was BSH, still there. Yeah. BSH, BSB is Backstreet Boys. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. I, yeah. I watched wires. He's good. He's just like, a a right-handed tall Jake Gardner. That's a little bit lacking offensive talent. He makes a lot of fucking mistakes. Basically. So, but do you, um, do you not see this as being so strange that he would be like a piece in the trade that, like, that was like the death three? Wow. What was the three team trade with like Cody Glass and like all the, um, yeah, Ryan, the, Hersey, the Ryan Ellis trade or Ryan Ellis? Pardon me. Yeah. Um, did you think it's strange? Because he was yes. he was sold as like a very stable top four young defenseman, who yeah. and honestly when he signed that contract, I was like, yeah, perfect. Like if he sucks, then it's whatever. You're getting a bottom pair guy for like just two and a half, or I think it's even two point two five or something. Yeah. Um, and and if he's good, then it's super cheap. So um, yeah, I liked the contract, and I think he could show a little bit of promise. I don't know if maybe. Maybe John Hines, because he plays of such a fucking stupid system, um, yeah. doesn't really suit his style well. And the Marlies might kind of see that. Um, and honestly, for Toronto, like this, I feel like that this is a good utilization of the loan system because maybe the maybe Toronto wants to trade for him in the offseason when they have more cap room and cap like yeah. flexibility. So if yeah. you're if you're trading away a future guy like Justin Hall who's basically a right-handed, like, in Myers' spot. Right. Myers is a little bit more expensive, but Justin Hall's been completely crap. So, like, yeah, maybe you're maybe you're going for that, and you have to re-sign the Legrin, and maybe you don't want to re-sign the Bushkin. But, like, yeah, it's it, it gives you more flexibility, and you get a real hands-on yeah. look at the player. So To me, to me, I know, I completely agree. And, I mean, I'd be – I've – I haven't watched too much of him, so I'm interested to see what happens. But to me, it's it's just it's kind of a bummer story in the sense that um, you know, he was undrafted, if I'm not mistaken. And I know he played for Rwanda Aranda. 
and he like lit it up as a as a defenseman. And I believe that he went to Philly's uh, camp just as a free agent and signed an entry level contract out of camp. Yeah. And you know he's seemingly had all of these odds stacked against him, but he's found a way to to make it happen, right? So to your point, you know, it seems like the Marlies at some point, you know, could be because they're like in a central location like Toronto, but they, th- this has happened a couple of times where they've had players loaned there. Like remember when Sam Gagne got loaned to the Marlies a few years ago and you're well, just kind of like, fuck, I might be misremembering. Wasn't Hall himself alone from Rockford? Uh, I know he was drafted by Chicago, but I think he came up from the ECHL, if I'm not mistaken, right? He, oh, yeah. He played two games for Rockford. Okay, yeah. He was just yeah. an AHL free agent. Okay. Yeah. So, like, all that being said, you just – you hope that he figures it out. Um, I hope that he does. He's a player that, I mean, I would be interested in as a Maple Leafs fan, but um, I guess we'll see what happens. Sorry to go off on that tangent, but I thought that was, like, an interesting yeah. kind of wrinkle to the Nashville and Toronto arrangement. Yeah. Okay. Um, Justin Braun gets to the Rangers for a third – um, yeah, good kind of get, get get by Philly, and then Rangers get a, a rental defenseman that kind of shirts um, shirts it up. Uh, yeah, Zach Sanderson. Yeah, for Josh Brown, who's been terrible. Um, so the Bruins get a guy that can hit people. Apparently, um, it's fine. Whatever. Um, it's only a matter probably, of time before Sanderson plays for the Leafs because he's from the Greyhounds, right? Oh yeah, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Lekin, it goes to Avs uh, for Justin Barron in the second. Uh, pretty low buy because Barron, I feel like people are either blown away by him or like think he's nothing but like a bottom pair, kind of fifth, maybe your fourth defenseman. Um, yeah. It's it's tricky. Um, I would rather, like, I think, I think people really wanted the Barron package for Giroux. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, there's that whole thing going on. But, uh, yeah, Lekkonen basically gets bought for nothing. Um, and, yeah, the Caps retain half the salary, too. He's making one Dude, one five. That's fucked. I, um, I can't. I Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, Lekkonen's, Lekkonen's a classic two-way abs guy. He's going to fall in the footsteps of uh, – um, I almost said Vlad Neskunov. Uh, Nishushkin. Nishushkin, um, yeah. That's an interesting one. So, yeah. It's kind of a, yeah, I think it's a, a kind of, it's a good deal. And I bet he probably signs in Colorado. Yeah, um, that would be my guess. Yeah. I feel soon. like the, one of the crazier things about all of that is that it was funny when Car- like, so when Carter and I were chatting the other day, I was talking to him about, you know, how he felt that the Habs did at the deadline. And to be quite honest with you, I didn't think that, Sorry, I had to leave Tim Hortons because there was a guy sitting beside me Snapchatting uh, all of my uh, all of my insider information. That's so weird. Like, am, am I a weird guy for sitting at Timmy's having a coffee, recording a hockey podcast? Like, I'm at Tim well, Hortons. This be, mecca. It could just be like a regular conversation. I remember. Yeah, I know, but I think I think I'd be recording a. I recorded a podcast on my way home from work. Like, I, I was walking to the train station. I recorded a podcast. But also, I got yeah. some looks when I was like talking about like Connor Dewar, and I was like, I was standing at like Avenue Road and or like I was standing at like University and King. I was like talking about That's Connor funny. Dewar very loudly. Um, <laughs> I think, anyways, that guy was bullying me, and early in the conversation. There was this like old couple that was sitting in front of me and yeah. they physically moved where they were sitting so that they wouldn't have to hear me talk. I'm positive. Oh my God. Um, so Chris is just catching all of the L's today. Um, but you know, who's not catching L's is the Montreal Canadians. Uh, I really like Justin Barron. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know why he's like perplexing to scouts. Um, I've definitely had moments with him where I'm like, this guy is a top 10 defenseman, like could have been one of the top defensemen taken in his draft still ended up being a first round pick. Um, but I think, you know, when, when I think long and hard about what the Habs are looking to do, um, you know, I see them wanting to shore up uh, in, in areas where 
they may be losing guys, right? So I think about Shea Weber, like not coming back. Okay, we already know that. Jeff Petrie probably on his way out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're starting to get guys that could be um, replacement players um, for some of their, you know, top four guys. And I still see uh, Justin Barron as a top four defenseman. Um, all that to say, I didn't think that teams valued Arturi Lekkinen the way they obviously do based on their return. Um, and I kind yeah. of feel foolish because when I saw that trade, I was like, this is like the biggest W ever for the, for the Habs. But the more I watched some video and got to see this guy's game, I'm like, yeah, he's, he's to your point. Like he's like a Nikushkin kind of guy or a guy that could have similar success as Nikushkin um, because of the strong two-way play. And, you know, the Habs have had a bad penalty kill this year. So the opportunity to have a guy that, immediately makes their PK better. Um, yeah, you, you got to pay for those guys. So that, that was a surprising deal for me. Yeah, I think I think probably, other than Giroud, Lekin is probably the most talented player that moved. Well, maybe Mark Hunt. For maybe, sure. Maybe Fleury, maybe Fleury or maybe even, yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> there's a couple guys. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple a couple of decent names moved. Um, but yeah, I think he, he can provide someone like like the abs like so much value even this run and then he's an rfa like it's still right. so like you get him for a longer term it's not just a rental and you paid a second yeah. round pick next season not even a 20 a 2024 second round pick so two yeah. drafts from now and then yeah and then a defensive prospect who obviously like you already have you have your devin Taves, kale mccarr sam gerard bowen byron like you're fine like yeah. You do not care about this guy. <laughs> and you already traded Hallison. Yeah. Like, I think there's another Avs prospect, like Avs defensive prospect that's coming up soon, I think. Um, yeah. So I was looking it's, at some. But, uh, it's weird yeah. to see these 2024 and 2025 picks because, like, those are literally kids that I'm watching play AAA right now. I'm no, like, oh, yeah, they might be on their radar in three years. Like, just no, such a weird... So strange. I was I was looking at like, oh yeah, Sean Barron's too. Colorado Sean Barron. Yeah, yeah. He's, and he's better than all of them. Um, like it's, yeah. And I've ever seen this Rue package return. I was like, they traded for someone that was one years old, one year old when uh, Giroux made his NHL debut, basically. Yeah. Like That's this crazy. kid is sixteen right now. <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, it's, it's wild. Yeah. Um, okay. Nick Letty trade, fine, whatever. Blues get a decent, um, a real big guy. <laughs> and, uh, and then the Wings get two interesting players in Sunquist and Jake Wallman, and then they get a second round pick, too. It's pretty easy. Um, yeah, I feel off. like that was the last date to the prom, and, and St. Louis just yeah. shows up. They're like, Okay, laddie, I guess I'll go with you, but you got to pay half for the limo. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's like I I don't want to pay for for Jacob Chikrin right now, so I'll just yeah. spend some assets on a guy that's been there. Which is um, fine. I like Jake yeah. Wallman. I think could be could be interesting in Detroit. Um, yep. And Sunfist is like underrated, right? Like big power forward. I mm. uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. I'm going to skip by a bunch because it's like Riley Nash for future considerations and stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, so the Andrew Kopp trade, we kind of already yeah. touched on it before, but it's clearly just the Rangers trying to get like tougher, I guess, or and harder better. to play against, maybe. Harder, yeah. harder to play against and their defense a little bit better because they're probably the worst 5 on 5 defensive team that's like wanting to win, um, not yes. doing it on purpose. Um, yeah, not good. So they give up Morgan Barron, a second round pick that can become a first if, again, kind of like the flurry thing, um, Rangers get the Eastern Conference Finals, which honestly they could, knowing just random, knowing the Metro too. Like all they have to right. do is beat out the Metro, yeah, uh, exactly. which, they, which they might do. Uh, yeah. If they're in the if they're in the other if they're in the Atlantic, like if they drop down the wild card, then probably not. But um, sure. And then also a 2022 second round pick also. So same year. Um, if the, oh, the, the Jets can choose in between a 2022 second, which was originally the Blues pick or a Rangers 2023 second. Yeah. So, yeah. And Rangers. I think you probably, 
I would probably look at the 23 personally as it's supposed to be a better draft than 2022. Yeah. Morgan Barry and the, getting and the Rangers might just like fall apart. Like if they yeah, didn't have Shashinkin this year, they would be yeah, out of the playoffs. They're done. So they're if Shashinkin exactly. gets injured next season, you're looking yeah, at a pretty high done. second round pick. Well, especially if they if they trade Georgiev, which may or may not happen at some point. But yeah. um, you know, we were talking about Justin Barron a minute ago. So interesting that his brother gets traded the same day he does. That's tough. That's a tough day for the Baron household, but hopefully both of those teams are on to, to, you know, they're in, they're in a better place where they're landing, but yeah. yeah when does it go to Winnipeg though? Yeah. But I don't, I don't know, man. I think this is just a, it's a soft year for Winnipeg. Obviously I was surprised that Stastny didn't get traded. Um, yeah. I know that Cop, been a, was a pick for the wild. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, the totally. Yeah. It, it was just weird that he didn't go because I remember like a few years ago he was like one of the marquee names. Um, so it's just funny how how quickly things can change that way or perceptions of players can change. Um, I also think that, um, yeah, yeah, when it Winnipeg is just funny. Like there's times where they're in it and like they kind of bought and sold. Like they didn't completely like bought him out by selling some of those guys. Um, so. It's interesting. I think sometimes that works for teams. Do you remember a few years ago when St. Louis did that, when they were like yep. wheeling and dealing and they still. They Schadenkirk, right? That's and right. Yeah. They did a Schadenkirk yeah, trade and then, they, and then they got, fuck, who did they? They bought someone else. Like they kind of promoted some guys. Yeah. And also I feel like team, teams are more doing that. Like we have prospects. So like things could be a little better. Like I, I, want, I wondered like kind of, and I guess the Wild did that this season with, like, the Nico Sturm trade and stuff. Um, yeah. Like, just selling some short-term for longer-term. Um, yeah, exactly. Because the, the only rentals they have now are Flurry and then also Nick Bustad, I think, and Jordy Ben. Like, those players aren't moving. Right. And Gal Gossi, yeah. but he has a no-move, so it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. It's – I don't know. It was, it was weird. I think if you're a Winnipeg fan, um, you know, nothing is – Nothing is guaranteed in that division or even in that conference. Um, but I don't know. I, I just, this, they were a team that I really thought would, would be able to do more this year and just have been pretty meh, pretty unimpressive, yeah. I would say, this season. Well, and then they also trade a fifth round pick for Zach Sanford, who's like a decent fourth line grinder guy, but he's getting paid yeah. at two mil. So, like, they're still, yeah, it's crazy. Anyways, the, you're in the it, but you're not in it. The Ricardo Cal trade. Uh, so Ricardo Raquel goes to the Penguins for Dominic Simone, Zach Austin Reese, so two decent um, bottom yeah. six, forwards. I would say, <laughs> forwards. Uh, Kyle yeah. Clay, Kale Kling, uh, or Kale Kling, um, which is a goaltending prospect, and then a yeah. second-round pick this season that, are, that is Pittsburgh's. Yeah, I like, yeah. I like it. Yeah. I, I like know, it. I know, honestly, you can – yeah. <laughs> Clang, Clang is a decent um, goaltending prospect. Um, so I like that. Like the second, like the two depth pieces. Um, Raquel's good. I mean, he's, he's fallen off a little bit in the sense Ooh. that, you know, he, uh, he, he's, you know, either injured or like hasn't really been super hot. Um, and I mean, hard to be hot when you don't have the talent around you in Anaheim. Um, yeah. But and, and I'd be curious your take on it. But like you, if if you're Brian Burke and Ron Hextall, like you overpay to get a top six forward because you've got Malkin and Crosby, right? And anything can happen yeah. at that point. The Penguins have a couple of goaltending prospects. Uh, Emil Larmy is a, a prospect that they have as well. So maybe they feel that he's higher up on the depth chart, you know, behind Casey DeSmith and and uh, and Jari. And that's what makes Clang or, or Clang. I don't know how you say it. It's Swedish pronunciation, but maybe that makes him expendable. But uh-huh. um, I, I think when you're, when you're the Penguins and you've got those two guys, yeah, you've got you to gotta pay a little bit every year to make your team better, whether that's Jeff Carter last year or Ricardo Raquel this year. Yeah. And they have so much, like this season, I feel like was the real season to try to make it work under the cap and just get players like, on your roster because their UFAs, this is actually crazy. I haven't looked at it like really in depth because the Penguins yeah. are just like an ever present team, but you're never really thinking about them. Um, right. 
So you have Malkin and Latang both UFAs this year, summer, which is insane. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. First. And then you also you also have Brian Rust. And yeah. then now you have Ricard Vicale as well. You have Anna, Evan Rodriguez, who has been uh, amazing. Money. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. You have Brian Boyle, who's probably going to be retiring anyways. Um, yeah. You have K- Casey DeSmith, so you're back up. And then you also have Nathan Bully, who you just traded for. And then your other player. So that's just this summer. And then you have other guys the next summer, like Brian Dumoulin, uh, Teddy Bluger, Jason Zucker yeah. is a UFA in two summers. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, losing some guys. There's going to be some so, turnover. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot of like flexibility that they have right now. So maybe Raquel likes it in Pittsburgh and finds a, a safe spot. And then, yeah. And if you, and if you're, if you want to run it back, like if you, if they reach the Eastern Conference finals, they might be like, okay, let's try to do it again. Or if they don't, then Latang might say my career in Pittsburgh is done. Like I want to move somewhere else, and then it frees yeah. up op- options to keep guys like Raquel or yeah. uh, Brian Rust and stuff. Well, too, then you're but... getting you're getting like seven seven and a half or something million from Latang falling off. Uh, I can't I yeah. can't see Malkin leaving, but I could see Latang maybe thing, yeah. moving on. So I've got yeah. uh, I've got probably ten more minutes before the whip's ready, buddy. So I don't know if there's any more that you want to yeah. zing through here, but. Uh, I'm skipping through a bunch. Uh, <laughs> talk about Brennan Manel going to Flat Philly. <laughs> yeah, so weird, eh? Remember when I was texting you and I was like, oh, bummer that Wild couldn't retain us or sign him. This guy's money in the KHL. I know yeah. he's been injured most of the year for the Marlies, but holy fuck, that's a sigh heard around the world. Hopefully he can put it together uh, for the High Valley. I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. And it's a cheap because the Philly also needs a right-handed shot no matter what next season. Right. Like their yeah. their blue line is gonna like there's rumors of them trading even overall as well. So your yeah. top pairing is gonna be Travis Sandheim and Rasta Sister Lion. Like that's a good that's their second pairing right now. And like Sandheim's making Rasmus like look not look like shit at some points, but then Rasmus doesn't himself anyways enough. Yeah. But then you have guys like yeah. Cam York, Ronnie Attard, who's playing right now uh, for Western yeah, Michigan. He's probably he's probably signing a contract um, and coming into the NHL like as soon as Western Michigan's out of the tournament. Um, so yeah, like they have options, and Manel might be a decent depth guy because you're not bringing Keith Yano back because that'd be That's a mistake. Right. But yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a again it's kind of like Myers where you just get a guy and see if you like him and then if you don't then whatever yep I'm with you yeah pretty easy yeah there I you think go. that's good for trades I, everything else like Max Domi to Carolina is whatever like it's just yeah, yeah. it's fine um, I, I think um, yeah it, it, it'll probably take a little bit of pressure off of him because he doesn't need to be the guy and I know that we've been making that excuse for Max Domi over the years um, you know, where it's like he's going to Arizona, so he doesn't have to be that guy. He's yeah, going yeah. to Columbus, he doesn't have to be that guy, right? But um, yeah. yeah, like hopefully he hopefully he puts it together. Um, I know a lot of people have been going on and on about the Dadanov thing. Um, I don't really have mm. much to say about it beside the fact that the NHL obviously needs a resource of some kind, whether it's facing pub or public facing or not. Um, you know, to the likes of somebody like a cat friendly or um, you know, like uh, a cap uh, or what's it, Puckpedia or one of the other resources mm. that are out there. Um, because the fact that this mistake happened um, is kind of embarrassing. And it's not the first time this has happened. I think of the Sabatka. Was it Sabatka? The guy from Buffalo? Or am I thinking of somebody yeah. else? No, it wasn't Sabatka. In the, in the O'Reilly trade. Yeah, like this This has happened. No, I don't know if it was Sabatka. Or, I, it doesn't matter. Anyways, this, this is not the, the first time this has happened. So the fact that this continues to happen is embarrassing. Um, it's really embarrassing for all parties, but you got to love it. Dadanov has got three goals in three games. Um, yeah. And I don't know if like there's a better fuck you in the world than you know, being able to say, okay, you know, the, the Golden Knights can't pay for goals right now. And then you've got a guy like Dadanov that you're shipping off, which I understand why they have to do it because of the cap implications in their LTIR situation. Um, but anyways, he's, he's a good player. I know a lot of people were dumping on him like, Oh, he's getting traded. So he's, he's got to be bad. And it's like, well, 
no, but relative to, you know, Mark Stone coming back, um, then yeah, you take Mark yeah. Stone over Dadnov and that's the way these things have to go. He's, so he's overpaid for sure. Like he's making sure. five mil for the next two years. But like for also sure. yeah. He's but still good. What were your did you have any thoughts on it at all? Not really. Like there's more stuff like you said, like there should be it's just like a big fuck up for like teams not realizing what player contract clauses are like what yeah. who has what and where everything lies um, yeah exactly so it's just uh it's unfortunate but it's fine because yeah. it kind of screws over vegas and like to make to well I'm, like for game ops and social to like welcome him back like and stuff like they're like yeah. welcome back again like it's so that weird it's just yeah it's just it's just a weird situation all around and i'm sure dad not get moved in the offseason anyways but yeah, yeah exactly. Vegas are going to have to do something, like something when Mark Stone and even Alec Mar- I don't know if Alec Martinez is done for the season, but uh, yeah, yeah, Mark, Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty are on the IR. Like, you're, you're kind of, you have to go somewhere. Like, and, you're, and exactly. Robin Leonard is coming back soon, Bradley Smith. Like, these guys will get yeah. better. And, that, and then you kind of have to figure out your, your cap situation. Like, can you get uh, the only contract? I don't know if this will happen. Maybe we'll break another trade. The only contract I could see is Johnny Boychucks because he, like, so you know, oh, yeah. was, trying to, was trying to acquire Ryan Kessler. Yeah. Like for that LTIR space. And he he's an unexpiring deal. So it wouldn't carry on into the summer. Um, right. Johnny Boychuck is on a similar thing, but he makes 6 million compared to Kessler's 6.75. So it's a little bit less. But he's yeah. literally the only other deal that is expiring in the summer that's also like an LTIR guy. Because Brian Little sure. was just acquired by the Cody's is two more years. Other guys are two more years. Shea Weber's obviously four more years. Like yeah. for a short term thing, I think Boychuk's the only thing. And he's with the Sabres right now because the Sabres also acquired his, his contract for LTIR reasons. Right. Um, yeah, exactly. So I don't know, so man. Watch out for that. For sure, You're co- you heard it here first. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't break it at Tim Hortons. All that guy was taking a, a video at me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, you know, it's crazy though. If if Kessler was like okay, and I know he's been out of the league for a few years, could you yeah. imagine Kessler like Vancouver Canucks 2011 Kessler on the Golden Knights? <laughs> like he, just, like he just went back to his prime. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like he'd be unstoppable. We, you know, what we should do. We should at one point, maybe we do this for the next episode because I think this would be an interesting exercise. We look at all these guys that are on those types of LTIR like mm-hmm. contracts, like you know Brian Little, Johnny Boychuk, yeah. um, like Joe guys Weber. that are currently on, yeah, guys that are on that right now, and place them on the team that acquired their cap space, but have them at their prime and see how much better that team is. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Maybe it's just me that thinks that. No, maybe I'll just get like, an NHL 22. It's fine. We don't yeah, need to do it. Or, or do it as like a separate team, like a 33rd team. I have guys that like are on LTIR. I'm just injured. Oh guys. my yeah. God. You're Ryan, you're Ryan Ellis. You're Sean Couturier. It's pretty good. Yeah, you put. Pretty good you, start. No, no, no. Not like a Couturier, though, where like he's only going to be out for, for a little season. bit. For no, season. I know. But I mean, I mean, guys that are like not coming back. Like, you know, when Arizona had. Like, uh, they had, like, Datsuk and uh, Hosa. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. We sh- we probably wouldn't be able to make a team, but we'd definitely be able to make a couple of lines, it feels like. Yeah. But um, anyways, yeah, listen, speak- speaking of cap space, um, I got to see if there's still any cap space for me to buy the, uh, the black and blue jersey uh, after I pay for my windshield. So um, <laughs> good luck. Good luck. Can I... Can I put my car on LTIR and then like use the cap space to buy the jersey? Is that the move? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just that's that's your credit card. LTIR. Oh my god, dude, my car is literally being wheeled out as we speak. Great timing, okay. buddy. Perfect timing. Okay. Listen, okay. um, we'll talk again soon. Have a good night, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Right, okay. Later. See Bye. everyone. Bye.